Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I'm back with a solo pod. And this is going to be a concepts episode on the concept of entropy. So I'll give some credit to the article that put this at the top of my radar. It was recommended by a good friend of mine, Taylor Pearson, but it was exploring this concept of entropy in business. So if you weren't paying attention during high school science, entropy is a property where things tend towards disarray. So we have hydrogen, which will decay towards helium, which will decay towards rocks and planets, which depending on who you ask is going to decay towards life. You've got iron, it's going to rust, you've got rocks that turn into sand, etc, etc. Everything will basically increase the chaos, which is going to like things will fall into disarray. And this is something that you can fight. It definitely is not something you can fight in the real world. But there's this concept of, does this actually also happen in business? And I think there's a pretty strong argument that it does. So one of the things we think about a bunch when we're talking about stuff internally with biz ops and that kind of thing is, you know, you can't write a SOP once and then just completely forget about it. And most of the serious ops people, certainly ones we've had on this podcast, and most of the ones that you can find anywhere will describe something like an SOP as not a dry document that will exist until the end of time, but a living document that gets updated. But this is also applies to stuff outside of the business. This applies to your hiring, this applies to your management, this applies to your marketing, all kinds of different things. So every time you add something to your law firm, to your business, you are adopting the entropy related to maintaining that thing into your business. It's almost like adopting a child. And ultimately, problems will need to be solved with anything that you're deciding to take into your business. And it's not necessarily problems that need to be solved to move forward, which everyone seems to accept, but sometimes there's problems that need to be solved just to stand still. And when you have the situation where there's too much entropy in your business for yourself or for the people that you have in leadership positions, a lot of the times, and I've certainly felt this way, if you guys have ever felt this way in your business, it's kind of like that old thing that they had in the circus where you have the guy who's spinning the plate on top of the the big stick, and then he goes to spin the other one, and then the other one starts wobbling. You're just kind of running around like crazy, making sure that these things are staying afloat and nothing's crashing to the ground. But, you know, basically... That's another classic example of physical entropy, but this is where it can kind of look like in your business. And if you've ever felt this way, you're not alone because that's just a natural property of how things end up working. So the big dilemma, if we want to start from the premise that entropy exists in business, is that you have limited time and your team has limited time. And I'm using time as sort of a just a concept. Time could also be money. This could also be focus. This could also be the energy that you're dedicating towards something. It's all limited, right? So the ultimate question is, how do you decide what to focus on and how do you decide to allocate your time and energy and the time and energy of your staff? So I want to kind of go through a couple of different ways that you could look at this lens, because this is ultimately going to be the question of what do you decide to keep in your business? But we'll kind of go through the options that you have. So the first thing that I want people to think of is basically, you know, what's the most important thing? Because the most important thing as far as the value that you're delivering is the stuff that absolutely should not be allowed to decay and fall into entropy. So if you really think about what the difference is in your business, and then it does kind of force you to focus, right? But what is the key to your success? 
So I'll use an example of, of what we have with the agency, which is basically for us, we choose to focus most of our time and energy on client results. And we have other stuff like, you know, our own marketing. And, and this is kind of something that I don't think I've admitted on this podcast before, but, you know, the people that I, I talk to you are, are aware of this. We don't actually run our own B2B ads, right? The decision to go ahead and get outside help for this is, was based on the fact that we had things that were honestly a completely different science in terms of getting people that are B2B versus B2C. And we kind of decided that the one thing of client results was more important than the ability for us to get more appointments on the calendar. Because if we don't have client results, we can't outsell a crappy product. On the flip side, if client results are good, then we get stuff like referrals and we get white labeled, which ultimately is a, a big part of our business. So that's basically where we decided to focus on en our energy. So that's me, that's our team members, that's that sort of thing. So for you to think about these things, what's really driving the value in your law firm. For some people, and, and I always keep referring back to this book by Mike Whalen, which was so fantastic, Lawyer Forward, most firms are going to tend to one of two major archetypes. So either your value is going to be your, your ability to find clients, in which place you absolutely should be focusing on stuff like marketing. The flip side, there is the ability to fulfill on, on doing the most excellent legal work. Very, very hard to do both. But basically, those two major archetypes are going to probably be the, the source of value. But think about that. And that should be where you're focusing most of your time on. Second filter to consider things. What is demanding the most attention, right? And something to kind of think about here is that the most, the more complex stuff has more entropy. So if we kind of consider all the different things that you could focus your attention on, you know, your, your SOP for how to run a client credit card is probably not going to change every five minutes. Like you could probably write that once and that's going to be good to go for decades unless there's some huge you know, innovation in payments technology. That being said, you know, your ability to win in an ads auction, uh, especially on something like Facebook, like that might change every few weeks. So what does it make sense to have somebody smart on focusing on full time? Because there's, there's ways to, to not get this right in both directions. So if you have somebody who's smart and talented focusing on something that doesn't really demand their full talents, it's likely that that person's going to be really bored and maybe start focusing their time on, you know, polishing up the resume. On the flip side, if we have something that demands a lot of attention, maybe that requires one person, maybe that requires multiple people. So we can kind of have the wrong like level of effort and skill versus uh, the size of the problem at the same time, right? And, and like the, the thing is that the most complex problems demand the most bandwidth and the most respect to keep going. And some things are genuinely harder than others. And then the last thing is what can you outsource? So it's not necessarily outsourcing stuff outside of your law firm, but I think especially in the case of somebody who's a solo or just starting out, it's like, what can you outsource outside of your, your skull, right? So this could be hiring managed services. This could be hiring team members internally. This could be getting software and, you know, all kinds of other ways that you could get these problems solved. But it's also kind of interesting to think about where these trade-offs sort of happen. And I'll, I'll give this example of, you know, if you have a situation where you have cheap software that you're building this whole infrastructure of like, you know, zaps and uh, jerry-rigging Google Sheets and having people do manual entry to make stuff work, that's an investment of bandwidth to maintain. That's actually like a more higher entropy kind of thing versus when you have a situation where you're paying for a premium software that works out of the box, maybe that that's actually, you can almost kind of consider it as outsourcing that entropy to a 
third party, which in this case is a you know software company that can be premium. So a lot of the times too, when we're thinking about this stuff, what gets built into services and, and you know there are people who try to do things in a shoestring, but again, kind of like applying those other filters through that, there's things that you, you can and should outsource. It's generally going to be the lower skill, lower return, lower value work. But for the stuff that's really important, you might want to consider you know how much you're, you're investing in if it's not your own time. And then long-term, the last filter to kind of apply to this, this concept of entropy is what complexity do you want to invest your time and your best people's time in solving? So this is a concept that we've been thinking about a lot internally. We've been restructuring some of our uh, departments internally, and this, this conversation has come up a bunch, which is this, this whole concept of um, simul chess. Right. So if you guys ever watched like Queen's Gambit, awesome uh, Netflix series, or just, you know, anything about like, you know, uh, if you're a chess geek, and I'm not a chess geek, I'm just, uh, I'm vaguely aware of how this stuff works, but they have these situations where they have chess grandmasters. They can literally play 30 games at the same time and then just go around the room and make one move at a time. And then people have all the time in the world to come up with their rebuttal to whatever they did. And then, you know, over the course of, 20 minutes or something like this, they'll they'll checkmate every single person on the board. And the reason that that can happen is because they have invested their time into dealing with the entropy of a chess game. And what that ultimately leads to is pattern matching and a much, much higher efficiency at dealing with one specific kind of entropy. So if we have the situation where you're spending a lot of time, you're committing a lot of resources into solving a problem, provided it's something that's key to your success, provided it's something that demands the right attention, provided it's not something that you can easily outsource, that absolutely makes sense to invest in solving. And then that's the stuff that's ultimately, when we're talking about the long-term, that's what really can creates a competitive advantage in your law firm. So just something to kind of think about. I think it's a really, really important concept because you know we're not getting any more time back, right? Our, our time and energy is very, very finite. It's important to do this. But basically, the big picture and where you kind of want to get for is, is that if we accept that entropy is something that exists in business, it is possible to add stuff. And I don't want to make this like a, a pessimistic like podcast of like, oh, you can't like, you know, don't expect anything to be good. Like you can absolutely add stuff and not move backwards, right? But I think by and large, especially people that are on the earlier end of their journey is that people underestimate the investment, be it time, money, energy, personnel, et cetera, of what it takes to have something added that just doesn't move backwards, right? That is a win in a lot of cases. And when you look at like the people that are probably doing this at the high level, I mean, look at people like, uh, you know, like Warren Buffett or, or private equity investors or people who run like big conglomerates like, you know, GE during the heyday and stuff. Basically, the formula to get this to work is you have a service that provides a, a huge, uh, like, you know, enough margin and hint, hint, law is a fantastic uh, service that you can provide at high margins. Then as long as you're allocating stuff appropriately, you can pay to have smart people manage increasingly complex projects. So, you know, whether it's hiring somebody to manage the complexity of varied intakes at your law firm or hiring a regional manager to take over a you know practice that you're starting in another state it's the same skill set ultimately it's it's basically right sizing the amount of work and the amount of skill that you have to have and just making sure you're committing the resources to doing that Again, margins is a really key part of that. And it's one of the big reasons why I harp on stuff like grazing your prices and making sure that you get a good return on investment with stuff like intake. But um, you guys have heard me talk about this stuff enough. It's, it's more than enough material for another podcast. But anyways, for next week, I want you guys to think about this, right? If you feel like you're spinning plates, maybe that is okay, right? Maybe you just need to figure out how to get the right people and the right resources into it. But it is not just you. You're not a bad business owner. It's just a property of business. It's a property of the universe. Things will tend towards decay. 
And as long as you can invest what's appropriate in order to make sure that stuff is staying in the right place, that is a win. And that is how the biggest companies in the world do it. So anyways, I hope you guys appreciated that. And I'll see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.